Welcome back to another episode of Seeing Life from a Different Angle. I want to thank all of you who have followed this podcast and who have shared it as well. Um, and a special appreciation to uh, Heidi Victorino, who um, recently shared it on her page with her friends. And I want to thank you for that too, Heidi. And I appreciate your feedback. You know, I think sometimes it's easy enough to get lost in the morass of, you know, intellectualization and things seeming so um, important to discuss and explore in that way. It's almost as if to say, I need to give you all these ideas and all these facts in order to have people hear what it is I have to say. And I think you made a really good point, which is if I'm if I'm going to allow God's light to shine through me, then uh, it is best for me to be myself. You know, it isn't that I lack the intellectual interest or hopefully the intellectual knowledge, but at the same time, I think you're right in that it is important for each of us to be genuinely ourselves with others as often as we can be. So that said, I wanted to you know, thank you very much and, and to try to let listeners know that if they feel at the same time that I am um, being too intellectual, please feel free to let me know. You can always let me know. I'm happy to hear that and happy to hear your input. Um, and hopefully people will continue to listen to this podcast, um, whether it is intellectual or not. You know, I, I can't escape completely the fact that that is a piece of who I am. So that being said, um, let's move on to the topic of the day. I think that it would be an appropriate time to talk about loss in life. You know, I um, know that each of us has had loss in our lives and that it is oftentimes a very, very painful thing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the loss of a person that we love or a person that we care about. Sometimes it is a loss of some view that we have held or some perspective on other people that we have held that we find to no longer be the case. Or it can be a sense of loss that something we have stood by or believed in is now um, no longer considered to be uh, appropriate or possible. You know, during this past two weeks, almost, we have been bombarded in a myriad of different directions by the whole question of abortion and the Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court. And as a byproduct, there's been a lot of people who see this as a loss. For those who have listened to this podcast, you know that I do not. I do not see it as a loss. And there's two reasons for that. One is that I see life being of the greatest importance. It's the one thing that we have to give. And really, we, we can come up with plenty of ideas and plenty of thoughts and plenty of emotional states and all these other types of things. And we can write millions and millions of books and as, ma as a species. But at the same time, none of them would be possible if life were not possible. And the second, I don't see it as a loss because from a political perspective, I'm very much about states' rights. And I am because... I'm very much an advocate for individual rights. And by that, I mean that the closer it is to the states, the closer it is to us. So in other words, when the federal government is no longer able to make that decision about whether or not um, 
people could or should have abortions when the federal government, if it is overturned, you know, with the federal government being able to say, okay, well, we're making the decisions about gay marriage or we're making the decisions about who's, who gets birth control that the government pays for, whatever the case might be, all these things that are out there that people are talking about. You know, one way or another, if it comes back to the states, that isn't a loss. What that means is that you are having an opportunity, a greater opportunity, to make some headway in those places and making some of those decisions. If you support something, then, then that gives you an opportunity to do so. But going back to the concept of life, I would say this is that, and as I've said on a podcast earlier, you know, I see and question the value of human behavior that takes away the opportunity for God to love someone. You know, to shut off that possibility is not my right. And indeed, for me to protect my own rights, I have to ask at least one question, which is, am I impinging upon the rights of another? And if I am impinging upon the rights of another, perhaps that shouldn't be a right that I am considering having. You know, we... We have this path as human beings. It's a straightforward path, but it is so cockeyed now in so many ways. And that path is to behave humanely. And part of being humane is to consider what am I doing to others of my species? What am I doing to others in general? Whether they are other animals or not animals at all, one way or another, what am I doing? But when we start to destroy our own species for justifications, whatever those justifications might be, and you may say that they are valid justifications, but one way or another, they're justifications. And we are making a choice to destroy part of our species. And there are no other creatures that destroy parts of their species because of what it is that it might mean to that older being. You know, I am sorry that people struggle. I am sorry that people have events and experiences in their lives that are traumatic and as a byproduct they may get pregnant. I am sorry about that, but it's not going to ease the trauma of the event by ending a pregnancy. You know, it doesn't solve anything. It's not our choice to make. And when did we as human beings become gods where we can make these choices and say, I want control over my life. I want to have the opportunity to, in my life to make these decisions for myself, no matter what the case might be and no matter what effect it might have on myself or on others into the future. You know, it's, it's a fascinating thing for us to consider. When do we get to this place, you know, is this new to us? And the answer really is no. You know, you look back in history, and we'll use this as an example. You look back in history at the first Christians, how they were martyred for their faith. They believed in something of great value. And what happened to them? You know, you have certain emperors in the Roman Empire, like Diocletian, for instance, who would destroy them in the most heinous of ways. Now, you can look at this and you could say, okay, well, what does this have to do with abortion? Well, it has to do with this. Diocletian eliminated 
Christians because he was deeply uncomfortable with the effect that these Christians were going to have on his life or on his empire. And so therefore he made the decision to eliminate the rights of these individuals to life. He made that choice. He took it away from them because it made him uncomfortable. It did not fit the status quo of how he wanted things to be. And so he made the choice to destroy these individuals. Now, little did he know that his name would go down in history as a small footnote to Christ, as a small footnote to the whole Christianity movement. But one way or another, you know, we have to make a decision when we consider what we are going to do as a question of, is this humane or is this not? I've said it so many times that you're probably tired of hearing it, but I'll say it again. You know, we are fellows. You know, we are brothers and sisters. And as such, it is our responsibility to take care of those who are going to be brought into this world. It is my responsibility to care about the lady down the street who's having a baby. It's my responsibility as a fellow Christian, as her brother, to be able to say, you know, I don't know you personally, but your life matters to me and the baby you're carrying matters to me. It's our responsibility because if we're going to live moral lives, that has to be a consideration. But we do not live moral lives. You know, we don't. As a species, we have struggled with morality all along. It's one of the reasons why Freud's view on mankind was so pessimistic. Because what he saw was that myopic reality of a world where we are about taking care of ourselves and seeing anything that gets in our way as an obstacle, justifying it all along, justifying, justifying, justifying our actions and our behaviors instead of stopping long enough to consider what the core of this was. You know, was it at the core a moral decision for me to make or was it a convenient decision to make? Now, I know I'm going to rouse a lot of ire for this and a lot of people will probably be pissed that I'm saying these things. But the truth of it is, it's like, you know, in Sunday, on Sunday or Saturday at church, our priest, Father Paul, had said something very important. And not because it supported my perspective. As a matter of fact, it challenged my perspective and it challenged me. But here I am saying it now because after having considered it, you know, one of the things he said is, you know, in polite company, we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about religion. But the truth of it is, while we may not want to talk about politics, and I'll explain why, we should be talking about religion. We don't want to talk about politics because politics and discussions of politics is divisive by its very nature. Politics is a man-made structure that is designed to say, this is my opinion and I'm going to make sure I gather enough people around me to support my opinion so I can defeat your opinion. That's what politics is about. And so therefore, it is a divisive process, not a unifying process, not a moral process, but a divisive one. And on the other hand, religion is not a divisive thing. And the reason I say that is this. You can say, okay, well, wait a minute. What about the Crusades? And what about the destroying of all these people and the fighting with the Muslims and these other types of things? And I'd say this to you. It was a just experience. And I'll say this. I'll tell you why. It was a just experience because 
well, at least the idea of it is a just one in this sense that when you are taking the opportunity as these Muslims were at that particular point in time to destroy anyone who doesn't agree with you, how are we any different or how are they any different than Diocletian or any other Roman emperor who destroyed and martyred all these Christians? The Muslims were moving in and they were taking over and they were saying, we're going to destroy you unless you believe in our faith. That's not choice. What the, what the Christians were doing who were in these, you know, going through these <clears throat> experiences was not, and these crusades was not to destroy these individuals, but to save, to save those individuals, to give them back their rights to say, we'll protect you in your Christian faith. We'll protect you in your beliefs. Do I agree with the killing of another human being? I do not. I don't think that that's the case, but what is one to do? What is one to do when you are confronted with someone saying, I will kill you unless you agree with what it is I believe? Yes, I think as the early martyrs, we should lay down our life for Christ. You know, I think part of the reason that the Crusades existed, much like other experiences in life where we are now, for instance, saying that, you know, I'm going to stand up for the rights of un of the unborn. One way or another, I think what we're saying is, you know, when you are willing to take away and you are willing to rob me of my faith and my belief in a moral life, then I have to stand up and I have to say something. I have to speak for my beliefs. You may not like what it is I have to say, and that's your choice. But as a Christian, I am compelled to say to you, you know, God loves you and God put this child in your life for a reason. And you may not know what those reasons are, but those reasons do exist. And there may, as I say, never be a realization on your part as to why this child exists in your life. Or there may be, but one way or another, it is not our choice to make as to what this child's path is going to be. And we have killed 63 million babies, 63 million lives that are snuffed out. And they're snuffed out not because 63 million women were raped and because 63 million women had medical complications that ended that needed to result in the ending of their pregnancy. That's not fact. What is fact is that the majority of the abortions were done sadly for either birth control or for convenience or because this individual decided that at the, what, some moment during their pregnancy, this is not what I want. And I'm not chastising anyone who's done this. You know, as a Christian, I believe in forgiveness. I pray for forgiveness for myself, from others who I have caused harm to, and I pray for the souls of those individuals who are in pain and who do seek this path and who have sought this path. You know, there's no... There's nothing wrong with you as human beings because at the core you are still a child in adult clothing. You are still someone worth loving and caring about, you know, and God loves you no matter what the case might be. You know, there was years ago a movement in the Catholic faith and it was, you know, come home again. The idea of it is a sound one, which is to say, you know, you may feel like you don't belong here anymore. You may feel like you've done things that are not healthy. You may feel like you've done things that are sinful, 
in your life, turning your back on God, but one way or another, you know, we're always welcome home. And there isn't any chastisement. You know, there isn't. You are loved. God is love from the very beginning. God is truth. And it is our opportunity as human beings to live a moral life and to move closer to God, to take care of others in good ways, to take care of ourselves and let others take care of us in good and healthy ways, and to remember that we're a part of a family. So however you may see what it is I'm talking about today, if you've even gotten this far in the podcast, I will say this is that each of us is worthy of love. Each of us is a child in adult's clothing, and at the core, it is my hope that we see that and we treat each other with that, that regard and that respect. Be well. <laughs>